You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And the topic of the podcast today is when Kali comes knocking. Now, Kali is the Hindu goddess of destruction and rebirth. She's the destroyer of the illusion. In life, we're constantly falling into illusions about ourselves, about our lives, and about others. And these illusions keep us stuck in structures that are not in alignment with our soul's highest calling or with our deepest truth. When the illusions in your life are ready to be shattered, Kali comes knocking. Now, many years ago, I developed a personal relationship with Kali. And I don't mean that I met the actual Hindu goddess in person, but the spirit of Kali became my teacher and my initiator. At the time I was working with Kali, I didn't realize my life was about ready to be blown apart. I was in a relationship with a man I loved and I adored, but there was a strong narcissistic component there. And this was before I knew what narcissism was, back before the term narcissist was popular. Kali is often depicted as a demon rather than a goddess. She rides a lion, she wears a garland of severed heads and a skirt of dismembered arms while wielding a sword covered in blood. She is shown consuming her own children. Kali is one of the dark goddesses, but we have to understand the role of the dark goddess. Dark in this context has to do with our own shadow aspects, the parts of ourselves that are unconscious or hidden. Our culture prefers to keep the shadow at bay, and so it's easy to demonize its properties. Yet personal and spiritual growth can only come when we confront our own shadow nature. Within the shadow contains our deepest fears and our deepest truths. We need to confront our fears in order to get to the truth. Kali does consume her children. But these are not her blood children. Her children represent her creations. When the thing she has created has outlived its form, it's consumed in order for a new form to emerge. The severed heads of her children also represent liberation from the ego. I recently read a newsletter from the popular spiritual teacher Matt Kahn, where he talked about the cycles of life, including renewal and erosion. Kali brings the destruction or the erosion so that renewal can take place. Every fall, we see the leaves on the trees dry up and fall away. But in the spring comes the renewal, the rebirth. We as human beings go through these same cycles, and the more we're willing to accept them and not resist them, the less pain the cycle of erosion will cause. If you think about the word destruction, 
It suggests a deconstruction of the structures our lives have been built upon. The structures of our life must erode or crumble in order for new structures to be built. Kali comes knocking when we are resisting change, and yet change needs to happen. We've been in that job or that relationship too long, but we're holding on because we are afraid of change. Kali doesn't care that you're afraid of change. She will show you little mercy as she burns down your house. She's like the tornado who blows in and blows everything apart, leaving you standing in a pile of debris. Sometimes when everything in our life seems to blow up, it's difficult to see that there may be a higher purpose in all this. We don't realize it's really our soul that calls Kali in. Our soul wants to be in alignment with our highest truth, our greatest purpose. And when we're out of alignment and not making any course corrections on our own, the course corrections are made for us. Kali's not that kind, gentle force like the goddess Kuan Yin, the goddess of mercy who hears the world's cries and offers compassion. No, she's a force to be reckoned with. When you're stuck in a rut, she's the wind that blows you out of that rut. She comes in the torrid affair your spouse is involved in that blows your marriage apart, or the rapid firing from a job you've had for 20 years. She can even come in the form of that cancer or disease that forces you to question your life and your mortality. Or she comes in the financial devastation that causes bankruptcy. When Kali comes knocking, it will not be easy, but most often it's necessary. Kali's not only the goddess of destruction, She's also the goddess of rebirth, renewal, regeneration. With every death, there is a birth. We die to one form and we're born into another. The caterpillar dies to his reality to be reborn as a butterfly. Each time Kali has come knocking in my life, I've gone through a dark night of the soul. This is a time where it seems everything in my life falls away and I'm not sure who I am anymore. I'm not sure where I belong. I'm really not sure about anything. And this is what happened when I began working with Kali over 20 years ago. I was with my beloved, who was also my music partner. And although I loved him dearly, I began to descend to a very dark place. Something was really wrong inside of me. He was beginning to control my very expression, telling me, not to say this or do that, suggesting I might embarrass myself. He would take the songs I wrote and edit them beyond recognition. He wouldn't talk with me about any of the issues in our relationship. He assigned them all to me and took no responsibility. When we were performing, I started to notice his wandering eye becoming stronger and stronger. He seemed to need the attention and admiration of the women and I began to feel like I wasn't enough for him. I started to get sick and lose energy. Eventually, I knew I had to leave the relationship, 
at least for a while, so I could work out what was happening within me. But no sooner did I leave, he immediately started pursuing other women. There was no downtime at all. No need to emotionally process through the ending of our relationship. He simply moved on. I found myself devastated. Yeah, I was the one who made the decision to leave, but I was still living under the illusion that he loved me and that he would be willing to look at himself and work it out with me. We'd even started counseling, but he was pursuing other women while we were in therapy together. I ended up with PTSD as the result of this relationship and was a fragile emotional mess. My lack of confidence in myself became apparent. I began to believe it was somehow all my fault. I just wasn't enough. Collie blew apart my illusion that this was love. I clung to the idea of love, but it was only an idea. It wasn't what my heart really longed for. My fantasies of love were shattered. My fantasies of who I believed myself to be were shattered. My false confidence was shattered. The walls that protected my heart were shattered. I was brought to my knees. My ego crumbled. My protection was gone. My deepest fears were exposed. Kali stood over me, wielding her sword of destruction, laughing while I was crying and begging for mercy. I was trying to cling to some semblance of familiarity, but everything that was familiar was gone. In Kali's wisdom, she knew it was the only way I would ever find out who I really was. It was a long journey, not just months, not just years, but decades. Because each time I tried to rebuild a structure that wasn't in alignment with my soul, my deepest truth, Kali came back in and ripped it apart again. Through it all, I found my voice. I began speaking my truth and following inspiration. My business was built on this truth, and my business was the one thing that stayed intact as the other structures fell down around me over and over again. Pandora's box became my platform in which to speak the truth. I named my show Pandora's Box because I resonated with the story of Pandora. Pandora was a mortal woman who was given a box and yet told she couldn't open it. Her husband was given the key to her box and told to keep the key from her. Her curiosity about what was in the box led her to steal the key while her husband was sleeping. And when she opened the box, it was said that a great evil was unleashed upon the world. And once opened, the contents of that box couldn't be put back in. In my interpretation, that box didn't contain the evils of the world. It contained the shadow. It contained Pandora's shadow. In her own quest to know herself, she was drawn to take the journey into her own shadow, into the darkness, into the depth of herself. Her husband was the gatekeeper to her shadow, 
very much like the man in my life who tried to keep me from myself. He didn't want me exploring myself that deeply because a part of him knew if I did, I would leave the relationship. I would discover that it was only an illusion. Pandora's husband also represents our masculine aspect, the part of us that looks at life from the perspective of the rational, intellectual, and practical. If we dare descend into our deep, feminine, intuitive nature and explore the depths of our own being, we begin to leave the patriarchal constructs behind. We no longer follow our head, we follow our hearts. We don't always listen to reason, but learn to trust in our intuition. We don't see our dreams as lofty and impractical, but rather as a calling from our soul. Once we embark upon the path of deep spiritual exploration, there's no going back. We can't go back to the state we lived in before Pandora's box was opened. We could say when Pandora opened her box, it was a Kali moment. The illusions she'd been living her life under were shattered, and she was confronted with her true nature. In the tarot, there's a card called the Tower. When you receive a tarot reading and get the Tower card, it could easily be called the Kali card. The tower represents the collapsing of a structure that you have built in your life. So when you get the tower card, it means a structure in your life is either going to collapse or has already collapsed, depending on where the card lands in your spread. Tower moments are times where life feels it's crumbling down around you. But we have to learn to see these tower moments or Kali moments as times where the old is being cleared away to make room for the new. It is in our resistance to what wants or needs to happen in our life that causes our greatest suffering. When we know that a relationship needs to end, but we keep clinging to it for the safety and the familiarity, we bring greater suffering upon ourselves and others. But when we can accept the change that is wanting to happen in our lives, we'll have a much easier time of it. We have to let go of the old in order to make room for the new, and we have to have faith that the new is always greater than the old. It's greater because it's a more honest and truer version of ourselves that is emerging. Another powerful role of Kali is the destroyer of the ego. The ego is where our illusions are created. The ego creates the false self. It creates a self that it believes will be acceptable to the current standards of society. The ego's role is survival of the physical. Throughout history, our best chance of survival was to exist within the tribe, the group, or the clan. To be cast out of the group meant death to the individual. It didn't have that protection of the group. Although we now can survive much better on our own, the ego didn't get the memo. It still wants us to be acceptable to the group or the status quo still wants us to fit into that box. 
The ego doesn't want us to have original ideas or beliefs that are outside of the norm. It pushes us towards the group mind programs of getting a stable job, having a nice home, a nice car, a nice looking body, the right relationship, status, money, titles, and all of the things it believes will bring us the most attention, admiration, acceptance, comfort, and safety. Ironically, narcissism is an out-of-control ego. It places its importance on the acceptance, approval, admiration, and adoration of the group and little importance on what's going on beneath the surface of appearances. Exploring the shadow is not a narcissistic quality. In fact, the narcissist avoids such self-reflection like the plague. Kali does bring her wrath upon the narcissist, but the narcissist is a fierce warrior and protector of the ego, and therefore it fights back with a vengeance. When Kali wins, the narcissist goes through what we call a ego collapse or narcissistic injury, but they have a way of ignoring the message and quickly attempting to reconstruct their reality as it always has been, often with different players. As a result, there's no self-awareness or growth. Most of us know on some level that what is happening is bringing about a needed or a necessary transformation. We may resist on a conscious physical level, but on the realm of the subconscious, we know we must find a way to surrender to the winds of change. Eventually, this inner knowing works its way to our conscious awareness, and we become co-creators of the new reality. We create a new reality that is more in alignment with the truth of who we are than the old reality was. The ego tries to preserve the old reality. It tries to prevent that erosion. It's not a fan of change, especially if it perceives that the current reality has all the ingredients that will bring us sufficient outer approval. The deeper we go into our shadow and the more we embrace our spiritual growth, the more we realize that everything happening out there is really a reflection of what's going on in here. So we seek to develop more awareness of our inner self to gain understanding as to why we continue to construct an outer reality that is not in alignment with our higher truth. An example is the individual who keeps marrying the same type of person over and over again. As they do their shadow work, they come to the realization that they're choosing someone who makes them feel the way they felt with their primary parent. They may have felt that they just couldn't do anything right with that parent, so they keep choosing mates where they felt they couldn't do anything right. It's in the realization of the pattern and in the healing of the core wound, we can rise above the old ways and make a much more empowering choice. We can change the direction of our lives. If we do continue to choose the same thing over and over again, and it's not for our highest good, our soul may call in the Kali energy to destroy the creation. Thus, we have a string of failed marriages or dead-end jobs or financial struggles. 
We may even continue to get sick manifesting different illnesses or cancers that are attempting to get our attention. In any given moment, we're either growing or dying. When we resist change or growth, we begin to decay. The type of decay I'm referring to is when we lose our zest for life. We become depressed. We become stagnant. The life force energy isn't flowing freely. We've locked our heart in a cage and our mind in a prison. Science has discovered that we actually have two brains. One is in our head and the other is located in our heart. The interesting thing about using the brain in our head is that we have to go through all the filters to get to the deeper truth. It has to go through the ego, the fears, the rationale, the logical, the reasoning in order to make an important life decision. The heart brain doesn't have these filters. It's a direct line to the truth. And that's why when we follow our heart, we're in alignment with our deepest truth. The more we follow our heart, the less we need the Kali energy to come in and destroy our current reality. Now, it doesn't mean that following our heart doesn't lead to the destruction of our current reality because in life, there's always the cycles of death and rebirth, erosion and renewal. Our heart simply recognizes when it's time for a change and can do so consciously. We will often consciously call in the tower moment to collapse the structure that we're currently living under. We may consciously decide to leave a relationship when it no longer feels right, or we may quit a job when it feels stifling. We may make a decision to move to another location because our soul longs for change in our environment. It's when we resist the change our soul is calling for that Kali comes knocking. She comes rushing in and destroys the constructs we've been hiding behind. She comes rushing in and shatters the illusions we've been living in. She comes rushing in and collapses the ego that wants to hold on to the familiar. And when there's nothing left to hold on to, we surrender to the change that wants to happen in our life. This is a change that aligns us with our true self, with who we really are, and the path that is in alignment with our soul's highest calling. So the next time Kali comes knocking at your door, invite her in. Know that her ultimate truth is love. She loves you enough to want you to be true to your divine nature. She loves you enough to remove those resistances that have kept you stuck and stagnant in a worn-out paradigm. She loves you enough to liberate you from your ego and align you with your heart. She loves you enough to set you free to be who you've come here to be. Thank you so much for listening. And if you find that Kali's come knocking in your life, and you're looking for support to help you to navigate through these dark and murky waters, I'm now offering a free 15-minute consultation to see how I might be able to help you to get to the next level in your life. You can visit me 
at NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Blessings to you. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next podcast.